sharing your Sunday afternoons with me. It's not too much longer before, uh, let's see, what is it, two weekends, we go to daylight savings time again. And then pretty soon it's going to become cabin time. And then guess what? That becomes uh, my show gets to be during drive time as people drive home from the cabin. So I'm all excited about that. So hopefully that you all are doing good and a beautiful day yesterday and today. I spent a lot of time out sludging in the mud (laughs) and the water and the, oh, and it's just so funny how as it drains downhill, it like creates ice dams and where you once be able to walk now cannot walk and you got to walk all the way around and oh well, it is what it is, girl. It is what it is. So. So hopefully you got some good questions. It is the last Sunday of the month, so that means Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, is here. So hopefully you have some questions for her. And if you got some questions for me, and at the beginning of the hour here, we're going to be talking to Senator uh, Bigham uh, about the legislature for a puppy mill bill. And so we need you guys, as all the listen, listeners, help to either phone into your legislatures and such like that on how to help pass this bill because anything that will disrupt <laughs> puppy mills is a must. And so that's why we'll get to all that scoop from Senator Bingham. So hopefully uh, it'll all work out and we can do some, the power of numbers when it comes to something like that. I know they're going to have a day down at the Capitol. And so we'll find out all that information. So like I say, between uh, talking to Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet and myself, and then how are you doing? How are you this week there, Miss Carly? I was good, good you know, good, recovering good. a little laryngitis, but oh, geez. I mean, honestly, if you were to ask my parents yesterday when I saw them, uh-huh. they would tell you that I'm like 10 yep. times better. Somebody had you by the throat. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier. Honestly. Yeah. It was weird. That's happened to me a couple of times, but as many, I think a lot of people pray that <laughs> I get laryngitis. Somehow I fight it and I fight it hard. <laughs> I've gotten wispy a couple of times, but that's about it. So anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, once again, Pet Expo, May 16th, Pet Na- Go Natural Pet Expo that I'm putting on. It's an event for all pet owners, animal lovers, and such. It's a place to go to get more input and in what is out there, more healthier choices between foods, supplements, gizmos, gadgets. And then if you are uh, want to be a vendor, you can go to gonaturalpetexpo.com. And then Carly was nice enough to put a link up on my show page. I'm just go to my talk one. 71.com and then you'll see go naturally uh, pet expo so hopefully that you uh, will check that out and spread the word and I'm still looking for vendors you know I need some fun vendors do you do uh, crafty things for uh, about with animals I mean like jewelry uh, paintings uh, sayings, uh, blankets, toys, beds. So looking for some fun vendors uh, for humans. And then also, too, uh, if you've got a natural something, a healthier choice, I should say, you know, for cats, dogs, horses, rabbits, chickens, you name it, uh, I need to hear from you. So once again, go to mytalk1071.com and go and click on the Go Natural Pet Expo, and then you can see all the information and, and go from there, Okay. And then, this is, uh, we're all coming up on the uh, end of the month, and guess what that happens? Uh, the pet of the month. Have you submitted your pet for that? There's great prizes from Nutrisource uh, Pet Foods. And so go to uh, the mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, and then just click on that pet of the month and enter your pet. And it's from Pet Cremation Services of Minnesota. It's the one that sponsors that. So, yeah, so enter your pet. It doesn't, it could be a past pet. It could be a pet that you have right now. It doesn't have to be a dog. It could be a cat. 
cat. It could be a horse. It could be anything. It's a pet. Uh, it's, pet means pet. Okay. Something that, that makes your heart smile. All right. So yes, yeah, so we'll go to their pet of the month. And so we, we got only one week left of this month. And then one extra day, it's leap year. Uh, next Saturday, I have my annual cook-off. So this is the first time we've ever been on leap year day. So I'm trying to think of something maybe special we can do. So I don't know. This year's theme for my cook-off is we just invite the neighbors. It's a way to get to know the neighbors, stay in touch with the neighbors. And uh, or do the, it's anything with potatoes, whether it's uh, baked potatoes, whether it's red potatoes, uh, green tomato potatoes, <laughs> okay, uh, squash, you know, like sweet potatoes, yams or whatever. I know that technically they're not a potato, but that we're putting in the class. And then desserts. Desserts is always a big hit. <laughs> Somehow that end of the table always gets filled. <laughs> so I couldn't decide, but we never did anything. We've done soups. We've done chilies. We've done uh, spaghetti. We've done ribs. We've done, and they decided, you know what? There's a lot of things you can do with potatoes. So hopefully, and Will, my husband, he goes, well, what are you going to have for meat? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Why does there have to be meat? If they were vegetarians, there'd be no meat there. So he says, well, just potatoes. I said, hey, there's a lot of hot dishes and such like that, or casseroles, whatever you want to call them, that are potato orientated with meat. So you know, so that's the the beauty of this is to find out or you know come up with something that uh, can win you the oh trophy. My trophy is only two inches high, but hey, it's a thought, right? So something you can put in your cupboard doesn't take up a space. At the you know, at the ages that we become, you know, we're trying to uh, what do you want to call it? Back off on stuff. So I don't want to make a big trophy that you have to well, collect us and just give you a little one, and then some fun stuff. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, once again, so uh, if you got any questions, you're going to give a holler and, and wait till after uh, the, this break. Because, or if you can call in now, we can get you in right now, 651-641-1071. We can get you in right now, and then when Senator Brigham uh, comes on, then we'll talk to her about the uh, bill for the uh, puppy mills. And then we'll take calls again from Dr. Jessica Levy. Dr. Jessica, how are you? She's just sitting here doodling. (laughs) So how's, how's everything on your side of the street? Pretty good. Oh, good, good. Got anything... Uh, now, you moved your clinic. Where did you move it to? No. Well, from where you were. Well, you know, you're I'm, only on once a month. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't moved since you're then. In and, you're in Andover I'm now. I'm in Andover right, as opposed to Ham Lake, but right. that was a while well, that's ago. Right. I know, but that's not that while ago. So, But anyway, and so how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Okay. But... Uh, so, uh, I don't know, uh, is there anything that's booming in now? You know, this is spring. And so when spring comes, what? Uh, the f- mosquitoes and the ticks and the such and that. And right, so, so ticks first, right? Okay. Ticks like, the, ticks like cooler weather. They like, the, they like the warm days and cool nights is what they like. Warm days, cool nights. Yeah, but even, even you know, even before the snow is gone, yep. you can still have ticks yep. right off the bat. Yep. Like long before you're going to see mosquitoes. Right. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> So, you know, you just have to kind of be mindful of that. Um, So I was just at the state veterinary conference over the past few days. Mm -hmm. And in one lecture about tick-borne diseases, they showed like the number of gizmos that have been put on the market for people to like get ticks off their dogs. Okay. It's, It's hilarious. Like there's so many different techniques. Like you could tell somebody looked at like a claw hammer or a crowbar okay, or something yep. was like, hey, what if I just made like a little one out of plastic and there then you, you can go. like, you know, slip it under the tick okay, the same way. Yep. 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 Um, I like that little lasso one. You press the button, little lasso comes out. And, and the lasso goes down <laughs> over the tick and then you let go of the button and it grabs it. 
Yeah, there's one where like the tick ends up in in this tube kind of thing. You like put it over them and sort of screw it on. In any case, um, I usually just like grab them and get them off. Yeah. Now the thing things to know about tick removal. Here we are talking about tick removal in the middle of winter. Oh, well, <laughs> so the thing is, um, do not <clears throat> do not try to set the tick on fire. Do not put alcohol on it. Don't put Vaseline on it. Don't do not put anything on the tick. Um, what happens is that. If, if you manipulate the tick too much, it makes them vomit their abdominal contents into your dog. Ooh, that's interesting. And so basically, you want to just get the tick off as fast as possible and as quickly as possible. So basically, like, don't alarm it and don't dink around with it. Okay. That's okay. kind of the bottom line. Right. Also, honestly, like, um, I've I've had people tell me that they've tried to, you know, like set the tick on fire. So really? I'm not sure how you do that without setting your dog on fire. Oh my so my recommendation is maybe not to, to do that. Like don't try to hold a lighter up to your dog <laughs> to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, just grab the things, you, you know, you get your fingers around them, you grab them at the base right where they're attached to the dog's body and just pull. Out of all the ticks that I've taken off of dogs and cats, once I did manage to rip a tick in half, but that is extremely unusual. Right, right. And so most of the time when people are like, oh my God, the head is still yeah, in yeah. there. I was going to ask that. That is extremely unlikely. It's really hard to tear a tick in half. Okay. They have teeny tiny little heads and yeah. big bodies, and yeah. you basically are grabbing a hold of them right where their little uh, puncture thing is. I'm sure there's a scientific name for that. It's like stuck into the yeah. dog and you basically are pulling the whole tick off. So don't don't grab it from behind. You have to kind of get your fingers around down to the dog's skin where the tick is right. attached. Right. Now I to me I can hear him pop off when I can do when I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sound effects. Ooh, yuck. Yeah. Um and then uh you know, the whole thing with humans getting the bullseye lesion and stuff like that. That is in humans. Supposedly, okay. that is pathognomonic for Lyme disease. And so, basically, if you have had a tick attached and you get a ring, or, yeah, red ring around it that then spreads, um, some of that is a reaction to the tick bite. But apparently, that is pretty specific for Lyme disease. Dogs do not get that. Oh, okay. And so, a lot of times in the summer, you'll see that they develop these red rings on their belly. I've seen that. But there have not been ticks. There's not a tick in the center of the lesion. Right. Those are gnat bites. Gnat. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So we had some discussion. We looked at pictures of gnat bites that one of the vets had on her phone. That was pretty cool. Oh, nice. So, okay. Well, we got to gotta yeah. run. We gotta, And then we got to come back. We gotta, we've got Senator Bingham here. So we've got, first of all, what we're going to do here. Okay, here we go. Pony eating hay. A pony is tied to a 20-foot rope, and there is a bale of hay 25 feet away from her. The pony is still able to eat the hay. How is that possible? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for staying with the Katie Canine Show. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6 to answer the canine questions, occasional feline questions. Okay. A pony is tied to a 20-foot rope, and there is a bale of hay 25 feet away from her. The pony is still able to eat the hay. How is this possible? How is that possible there, Carly? Any guess on that? Uh, I got nothing. You got nothing? How about you, Dr. Jess? Well, because the rope is tied to the pony's tail or back leg or something like that. Well, you're you're on the right gist. Front end can still reach the hay. Right. The the pony is tied to the 25 or the 20 foot line, but the line is not tied to anything. Oh. So it can get 25 feet away to eat the hay. Oh. 
Uh, okay. Okay. That makes so a it's, more sense. it's hooked to the pony, but at the other end is hooked to anything. Fine. Okay. See, see how that goes. Fine. Yeah. Stay with us. You'll learn a whole bunch more. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the phone lines. We want to talk to Senator Bingham. I hope we got that name uh, right. Is is that correct? Hi, Senator. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Now, how do you say your last name? Bingham. Bigum. Yep, All right, gamey. I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Smith and Jones, I usually mess it up. <laughs> but anyway, welcome problem. to welcome to the Katie K Nine Show. Oh well, thank you for having me. What a wonderful topic to be discussing today on this beautiful day. Oh, I know what a gorgeous outside is an understatement. Everybody's out in short and t-shirts. That's Minnesota. And walking, I walked my two dogs. Got a good mile walk in, so it was uh, it was great. Excellent, excellent. Okay, let's start before we introduce or talk about the bill itself. Let's talk sure. about exactly what it classifies a puppy mill. Uh, you know, they're puppy mills. I mean, let's just call them what they are. They're they're facilities that that disregard any health or or welfare of animals. You know, they're the places that you see where they're in inhumane conditions, whether it's lack of water, food. Um, they're in real tight cages. Um, you know, they, they, they don't get proper care when it comes to bathing or, um, walks, exercise, right. and they're basically just there to breed, to then sell to yep. pet stores to, you know, maximize profit. I mean, right. that's, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what it. The, the puppy mills are. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And then how, a lot of people say, well, how do you know, like the dogs and the cats are from a puppy or a cat mill at the pet stores? Well, I would say that, you know, um, and I know we'll get to talking about it, and I always like to talk about this bill about what it doesn't do. So, um, you know, responsible breeders don't sell the pet stores, right? I mean, you you go and you meet somebody and uh, at their home, and you get to see the the uh, where the puppy is, you know, being reared, being growing up with its mother, um, and you get to check out the conditions of of the place. I mean, otherwise, what are you hiding? Oh, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, see, I had somebody ask me that question, and I said, you know, people that are responsible breeders always already have a list of people right. that want their, you know, their puppies or their kitties or whatever type thing. They don't need to use right. the pet stores as the outlet, you know, type right. thing, because they're breeding them responsibly and then usually have home uh, own, homes for them before they even hit the ground. So, right. you know, it's crazy. Okay, so now uh, what is the Minnesota uh, Humane uh, Pet Store Bill, and why are you so, introducing it? Yep, essentially this bill prevents the sale of, of dogs and cats, puppies, kittens, um, to stores and i think it's time that that we, we kind of change um the discussion because um we there's been quite a few um attempts to really ban kitty and puppy mills and regulate them and it's always failed yes and yes. um so i think taking this approach uh it's actually kind of um economics approach where there is no uh supply there'll be no demand right mm-hmm. and so yep. You look at you look at it that way, but also we need to decide as a state um, how we want to treat these beautiful creatures and do this in a more humane way and have um, retail uh, stores that are taking the humane approach uh, to animals. I mean, I already know there are a lot of stores that do not chuck and dons PetSmart. Um, they do not, as a company policy, um, sell cats and dogs. They do work with nonprofits, which right, the does allow. I rescued um, my oldest dog, Shotzi, from the Animal Humane Society. I rescued my youngest dog, Rizzo, 
from uh, Coco's uh, heart, heart rescue. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, these are uh, these are, are places that um, I mean, I uh, they, they did home checks. They, <laughs> I mean, they, yep. they just no the, they, the rescues they do background are... checks. They do everything to make sure that these animals are getting into the best possible home to live their best life, um, which they all deserve. Right. And so. Um, you know, it's just kind of how do we want to how do we want to do this and give these loving animals uh, the best home. So with this with this bill, it doesn't infringe on the people that are good breeders. It no, it does is not. It, yeah, it's if you tried- want those those dogs that are um, bred specifically for hunting hunting dogs, yep. you're going to still be able to get it because those folks will not sell to to pet, pet stores. Yeah, pet stores. If you yeah. want um, a Malamute or a Husky for uh, racing, you're not going to go to a pet store to pick up those dogs. No, 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 and no. so those folks are not the folks that we would be encompassing in right. this bill. Okay. Um, and honestly, I haven't heard uh, from any of them because I believe they, they know that. Right. And so um, it, everybody agrees that that we want to cut off the, the, the puppy mills where, where they have 200, 700, 900 sometimes dogs in a facility and right and it's harder for them and to so find we yeah. got to stop that pipeline exactly that's what this bill is going to do yep yep now how can how can my listeners how can where can we start to to help you out to help what what can we do well i would call your state legislator and email your state legislator um it it does have bipartisan support in both the house and the senate uh and we're hoping that we can get a hearing i know that in the house chair halverson is a big supporter she is the chair of commerce, which is where this will um, start. Okay. And uh, she's going to be giving it a hearing in the House. Uh, I am, I've am. i requested a hearing in the Senate. I haven't heard anything yet. And so, um, you know, we're going to continue to push that. But calling um, uh, your senator and your representative will be key in asking them to hear the bill and to support the bill. Okay. And so um, now the nuts to bolts of it, that is just basically to this is going after the pet stores finally, where they can yeah. no longer uh, sell. They have to and the, the way around that. I mean, not around that. The, the best thing that they could ever do is to just recognize and and do rescue dogs. You know, from like yeah. Coco's Heart, Second Adopt, Chance. Don't shop. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, so yeah. then uh, like I see the the pipeline will be slowed down, and yeah. so then uh, and then hopefully that they will, will slow them down because now they don't have a place for you know for their puppies and and go from there so now right. like now uh, isn't there uh, going to be a gathering down at the state capitol on a day isn't it march 2nd yeah, march, or something? i believe it's march 5th and that's the animal humane society which i really have to give them a big shout out they um have been wonderful to work with and and getting signatures and support from all these rescue organizations when i approach them and and uh you know there's there are cities that have have done this uh, have banned the sale in in their um communities there are states that have done this and so um, I, I think just really getting everybody together on with the Animal Humane Society on March 5th and going and, and talking to your state legislator um, is going to be key. So if you have some time that day, uh, stop on down to the Capitol and um, stop in your legislator's office and, and um, really tell them how you feel about the bill 
email and call uh, if you can't make it on that day. Okay, I know on the Minnesota Humane Society uh, at their uh, website they have a they ha- they're going to have buses going, so you don't have to worry about parking and stuff like that. Right. So, gonna, right. and I know I put that on my Katie Canine Facebook page. So if any of you guys want to go down there, you can go to that. The, the link is there, and also I think the link is there for what senator where you live, you know, type yes. thing. So who is your senator and stuff like that to yes. try Secretary to get this. State's website also has that information if you need it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call on in and really for what you're doing. I'm, I'm impressed. I, uh, you know, I, you. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of ones, like you said, that have bills that have gone up to try to pass, you know, to regulate and they always get shot down. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, this is a fantastic place to start at least is to cut the Absolutely. lines. So that is, uh, I, I tip my hat to you. Okay. All so, right. Well, thank you. Thank you thank for taking you. the time to discuss the bill with me today too. You betcha. You have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ah, there you go. Okay, would you rather, okay, would you rather have the legs of a dog or the head of a cat? The legs of a dog or heads of a cat? All right. Thanks for staying with the Katie Canine Show. I greatly appreciate it. We're going to get to your calls in a second, so hang in there. Okay, which would you rather have the legs of a dog or the head of a cat? Um, I'm going to choose legs of a dog. Right? Just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, well, it depends on what dog. I wouldn't want Bassett legs. <laughs> well, but I'll take a Beechler's legs. <laughs> I mean, say, I, you yeah. know, it's one of those where it didn't specify. Yep. So no, I, I assume would, we can pick. Yep, and that's why I would take a legs of a dog. How about you, Dr. Jess? I know, like the head of a cat just seems so so fuzzy and so cat-like. It I just mean, reminds me of Harry Potter. Oh, ooh. really? Yeah. I don't know which one it is. I think it's the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. But Hermione... Yeah. Like they do this potion where they're trying to turn into different like kids okay. from different houses. Okay. And she accidentally grabs a hair of a cat. And she turns oh, And really? so she drinks the potion and her face turns into a cat. Oh, really? with, like, a oh cat. how yeah. funny. Oh, okay. And so I'm just like, I don't, I don't no, think I'm going to look like yeah. that. <laughs> right. I mean, I think your thought process would be all kind of, I mean, what do cats think about anyway? Right. Mice. Yeah. yeah. My birds. How to trip their humans up. There you go. Okay, yeah. so what are you taking then? Are you taking the dog? I know, I would the, have to do legs of the dog. The legs of the dog. Okay, the, the head of the cat is just like, you would never come back from that. Yeah. They're plotting against their humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's what they do. <laughs> or, you would, or you would never come back the never, same. But dogs yeah. have masters, yeah. cats have staff. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's head to the phone line. you got patiently peep, waiting people. Okay, we're going to go to Laura, and Laura has a question about an itchy dog. All right. Hi, Laura. Thanks for hanging on. Hi, Katie. How's it going today? Good, good. good. So what's going on? Good. Um, so I actually have two questions for you. I have a, he's about three and a half years old. He's a pity mix. Um, and so there's two things going on. Number one is just kind of a general behavior question. He hates getting his nails trimmed. Uh-huh. Um, we've tried lots of different tactics. I've brought him in to places before and they get it done, but I think it's just pretty like ridiculous. Um, and so I'm wondering if there's anything we can try to to kind of calmly introduce that into his life. Okay, well, the big thing Um, is that everybody, when they go to trim dogs' nails or even cat nails, they want to get it all done in one sitting. And that uh, mm -hmm. that's where your big mistake is. If you could do one nail a week, we are happy campers. And so the thing is, is that you take a high value, let's say it's ground hamburger or something, a a squeaker toy, and you double team them. Whereas somebody's got the head of the dog and and doing the treat thing, and somebody's got the paw, and you're just going to quick lift at the paw, do one cut, yay, throw them the treat, play a game, and just move on. 
that. Okay. But okay. Uh, and then, like I said, with my Zelda, it took me two years to get one paw done in one sitting. All right. And then until mm-hmm. the day she left me, I still could not do all her paws at one time. I could usually do the back two and then I could do the front two at a later date. But every dog is different. And sometimes if you linger too much and putts too much, and if you have that has not been done, because this is where in puppyhood you want to get the dog used to having their paws mm-hmm. touched. And if you don't have that luxury, you know, I mean, when they had them little, like especially if you're rescue dogs, then what right. you got is what you got to work with what you got. And the worst thing that you could do is have them done at all, you know, put the dog through that stress to have them all done at the same time. So every right. day when the dog is tired, what you're going to do is get your clippers that you use and just hold on to one handle. Don't cut try cutting a nail and what you're just going to do is give them a treat and then have there again have somebody give them treats pick up the paw and just kind of go over the uh, one paw go over the nails okay yay 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 let's play a game okay then maybe later but always do it when the dog is tired never do it like when they they're full of the dickens because then it's just a fight okay so you just got to make sure that they're tired and then you know they're a little bit more calmer and now some people are using the dremel you know that's that thing that you grind the nail down but first the thing is is number one that to me that seems like it would taste for take forever and then yeah. if you got a dog that's sensitive anyway that they're they're not going to tolerate that but first you got to get me used to the noise and then the sensation and so i don't know i'd rather just cut them myself but uh so that's what i would do because with zelda even if you held a strawberry in her nose you could get at least two two uh nails cut all right okay. oh, just a strawberry <laughs> so all right because well, yeah, but, you. and you just got to learn to get the hook not the meat, you know, like if they get really long, your goal is mm-hmm. not to cut because the, the minute you hit blood, you are stewed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because the thing is, is that, you know, it's just the dogs remember negativity, just same with humans do, quicker than they remember positivity. And so that's why it's always got to be, I mean, every chance you get, you know, you're going to have that clipper. And then well, it just becomes so mundane for you to pick up the paw and do the, you know, over the nails and then the other paw and do it over the nails and just talk real calm. Oh, very nice. Start out with this one nail. And then eventually when the dog is calmer, then do two, you know, pick up and do it over two nails. Don't try to sit in the minute the dog starts struggling and you say, you will do this, you are screwed. You want to stop. Mm-hmm before the dog gets antsy. All right, and then leave it on a high note. Oh, let's play ball now. You know, have or give a treat and find just something of high value so the dog looks forward to it instead of you know uh, you know go up against it. All right, got it. Sounds good. Yeah, okay, just so a minute. Second question. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Dr. Jess, did you have something else? There? Oh, I do have a couple of suggestions about nails. So you may have noticed that if you get your dog's nails done at the vet clinic, they mm-hmm. kind of they take their legs out from under them and lay them on their side often and many dogs hate that and so it's a lot a lot of times it's easier just to trim their nails if you let them stand and kind of turn their feet like a horse oh yep Yep. so that is a lot easier and then another thing that works well with dogs sometimes is kind of park the dog's body sideways up against a wall and just have the person with the treats or the person who's going to talk to the dog just kind of walk their legs up against the dog and just gently kind of press the dog up against the wall because it helps to trap them a little bit so that now you're not trying to hold on to the dog's foot while the dog is trying to run around the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gives them a little bit of pressure, keeps them calm. Okay. But I think, but I think it's very characteristic of pitties. Yeah. Actually. Right. Almost everybody, uh, dog, though. I don't know too many dogs that would be true. nice with the toenails. Because yeah. most owners have sat out and say, we will get this done. And it happens once and good luck again. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. okay. What's your well, second question? Good. I think slow and steady sounds you good. You got it. Okay. What's your second question? So a second question is he, um, he kind of was like this when we first got him. So we got him about two years ago. 
Um, he was a rescue from like Alabama, you know, that whole story uh-huh. where he had mites of some sort, but his legs were just all kind of messed up. He's still got like scar tissue and some of his hair isn't totally grown in and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but he's been itchier and itchier and itchier lately. Um, we feed him Nutrisource. We have a rotation of like four different dry foods Excellent. that we always go through. And then I've been subbing in one of the extra dry foods, just a new one each time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we always put probiotics and um, some krill oil on there, too, and that's really helped his coat a lot since we started doing that. Um, but his back legs, he's just been chewing like crazy lately and um, not okay. really sure okay. what the... Uh, in, in the winter months in Minnesota, you know, from when the furnace goes on to when the furnace goes off, a lot of it has to do with the humidity that it makes dogs itchy. And so what mm-hmm. you got to do is get humidity in your house, get a humidifier and get that, you know, up to at least 40% humidity in the house will really help. All right. Okay. Okay. You don't want to rot your, your woodwork, <laughs> but my aquarium, boy, it has been, I got a 55 gallon aquarium. I just filled it up to the tippy top mm-hmm. uh, five days ago. I am already two inches down. That's how much is evaporated into the house, you know, got from it. the whatever. So, the, so, so that is good. Okay. The krill oil, you might want to bump that up. You might want to try mm-hmm. extra virgin coconut oil. Because the fats in that also is good, you know, for the coat and such. And the extra virgin coconut oil is one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight. But now what you got to remember is above 76, 78 degrees, it's liquid. And below that, it's solid. And obviously solid, it's different when you see a teaspoon of solid than a teaspoon of liquid, all right? And so right. that you got to pay, and you got to go very slowly. You want to build like to two and a half weeks of what you're going to initially give the dog per day, all right? Because otherwise, if you go too fast with the coconut oil, you'll give them the runs. <laughs> so would you recommend... Um you recommend just kind of slowly, slowly building up that coconut oil, like every time he eats or like once a day? You could do well up to yourself. You can start out once a day. You know, maybe okay. start out with like a like a just a an eighth of a teaspoon, <laughs> and then build okay. to a half of a teaspoon, and then go to a half a teaspoon twice a day. You know what I mean? So just make sure you write it down so you don't forget where you're at. All right, yeah. that's the main thing. But anyway, but the okay. humidity level in the house is a huge thing. Giving some mm-hmm. more vegetables, I found with my dogs have helped. Green peas, green beans, cauliflower. I adding that a little bit for some reason that's helping okay. them out a little bit. Uh, also, and Dr. Jess got some ideas on that. Um, are you also rotating your probiotics? Um, no, we probably should do a better job of that. Yeah, you really need to because the thing is, um, so each probiotic, you know, blend or supplement is going to have like X kinds of bacteria and you need yeah. to get as many different kinds of bacteria back in as possible or else you end up overpopulating that one kind of bacteria. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, got it. yeah, so I'd rotate the probiotics and then also the dose of fish oil. See how many things I learned at this conference? No kidding. The dose of fish oil can be an issue. So how much does your dog weigh? He is 55 pounds. 55? Okay, wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got to get the calculator out. She's got to figure out uh, what you know what it is. Because that's the thing, too, is that each dog, just like a human's, you know, we all weigh different, obviously, and yeah. then also too what our what our needs are. You could have same uh, the person, same height, same weight, and everything, but your the way your body metabolizes things could be totally mm-hmm. different. So one might need more, and the other one might need less. So that's why you just got to go by. So she, did, what did you figure out? So you need um, a minimum or as close as you can come to twenty five hundred, um, and I believe is it milligrams? Fish oil, I think, is in milligrams. Yes. 
and you're looking at EPA plus DHA. So those two together should come to about 2,500 at least. Oh and, wow! And you could yes, and you each could you time, could each feeding that's uh huh. You could well per day. That's the daily yeah. dose. Yeah, and not you, and you could potentially double it if you do that for a couple of weeks and you think, well, shoot, this isn't working. Then you double it. Got it. Uh-huh. So okay, so combined twenty five hundred EPA and DHA is what correct. Correct, for. and and okay. um, ALA is the you know alpha linoleic acid is the plant based oil that dogs and cats cannot metabolize. So don't include that in your when you're looking at the information on the back of the bottle. Yep, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't see that anywhere. I see the Perfect. EPA and the DHA. So Perfect. Yeah, so, that's you know, cool. you add those two together, and that's what you want. Okay. And then do you have specific recommendations for different types of probiotics? Because that's one part that's been, I think, a challenge for us is deciding, well, which one's the right one and not wanting to do, you know, the wrong thing. Yeah, and I think that's where you have to go to, you know, different manufacturers, Um you know, you kind of look to see what bacteria are in there. So you want to see lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, but you also want to have some more variety than that in there. If you go to a health food store or Whole Foods or something like that, you'll see a whole bunch of different probiotics. So Garden of Life Better. is a good brand. Um, Flora Adult Probiotics is a good one. Um, and I'm and are sure these that- ones that are marketed to humans and animals or just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones that are made for humans. You're just okay. looking for bacteria. Yeah, and then you Got could, it. yeah, if, if you, um, you, for dogs, one that are specifically made for dogs and cats, if that's where you're more comfortable with, there's animal essentials uh, out there. Right, and, and, I, and I would use those ones yep. in rotation with the human ones. So, you okay. know, our bodies are made of trillions of different kinds of bacteria. And, you know, what do they say, like, five to seven percent of our body weight is bacteria (laughs) i did not know that oh yeah holy crap i got a lot of bacteria oh exactly and so so basically you're not going to overdose on bacteria but there's a lot of different kinds in there and a lot of Mm -hmm. ones that we don't know about and so every time you see some new miracle product out and they're like oh this is the important bacteria well maybe and maybe for some people everybody's got a different set of them so Okay. And then when looking for those, I've heard before, um, like you're supposed to have a certain amount of CFUs per scoop yes. or whatever. Billions. Is there a kind billions. of a standard that you stick by with that too with probiotics or no? Yes. Billions of bacteria produce. Yes. Right. CPU. And, and you'll see you'll see some that have two billion and some that have eighty five billion and there's everything in between. And okay. you, you just pick some different products. And when you're done with uh-huh. a bottle of one, give a bottle of something else. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Right, well, good luck. You, so much. you betcha. Have a great day. Enjoy it. You too. Springs around the corner. You bet. Okay. We got to head out here. Okay. Whenever you lose something, you find it in the very last place you look. Why is that? We'll be back. All right. Carly's liking this show or this uh, song. Her head started bopping there. Okay. Wherever, whenever you lose something, you find it in the very last place you look. Why is that? Have any idea, Carly? Um, um, no, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's a mystery. Because when you find it, that's you stop the last looking. place that you've looked. Exactly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was Ta-da. a new lesson. It's like logic. There you go. It I is. told you. Yeah, Who'd have thought? Hey, don't forget to go to my KDK9 show page at mytalk1071.com and, and rent, rent, yeah, yeah, you can talk. 
Enter your pet to Pet of the Month that Pet Cremation Services of Minnesota is sponsoring. And Nutrisource is nice enough to give out free food, a dog food or cat food, and then some free treats. And so that's why, but you got to go to the, my show page to enter. It's right there in a big box. Just click on the box and it says, click here to submit your pet. Remember, it could be a past pet. It could be... Uh, a current pet. It could be a dog. It could be a cat. It could be a horse. It could be a chicken. You know, you know, the pet of the month. Okay, so enter that. Go to that, and then also check out all the fun things that Carly posts on my page. So check that out. All right. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. And as we, I heard it during the break, there that organic lawns by Lunset. That's L U N no D S E T H. All right. The, I can't stress enough, folks. It's about time we step up to the plate and we go organic as possibly as we can. If you don't have worms in your lawn, if you don't have ants in your lawn, you've got a toxic lawn. And guess what? Your birds come in there and walk through all that. The bees, they, they're no longer, they, they, you don't grow anything for them to eat, <laughs> so they're not around. And we need them bees. Uh, I hate bees myself, but I'm all for the bees. We need the bees. So really think about going organic this year. You know, give Lunseth a, a call. So just go to organic organic. Lawns by Lunseth, L-U-N, no D, S-E-T-H, dot com. Okay, give a holler, 651-641-1071, and who's up next? We're going to talk to Barb, and Barb has a question about a new puppy. All right. Hey, Barb, how you doing? Hi, Barb. I'm here. Hey, yay, there you are. <laughs> what can I do for you? Hey, um, I recently bought a new puppy well congratulations what kind did we get <laughs> thank you it's a chocolate lab she's she's now 14 weeks okay um i forgot what it was like yeah. <laughs> as many donors you <laughs> I do did see you i saw you on twin cities live the other day okay and the two minute rule totally worked out for me yay the last couple of days Excellent. i know i know so my question is um of course the biting and the you know whatever mm-hmm. we're doing what we can but she wants to eat constantly. Uh-huh. Okay. This, I mean, she'll sit in the closet and bark because she knows the food's in there. <laughs> I don't know how many times a day to feed her. We feed her in the morning. She's never alone. Yeah. My husband takes her to work. We have our own business. About 6.30, he feeds her. I get to work at 9. I take her out. She poops. And then she still wants to eat. Mm-hmm. But I don't let her until I get home, like at three o'clock. Okay, okay. Um, and I take her out, and she poops. But in the meantime, she'll poop in the house and want more food. Right. Uh, and what, what food are you feeding? Well, we were feeding her puppy chow because that was the breeder was feeding her. <laughs> so now I'm feeding her. Let's see. I wrote this down. Now it's like a a chicken and brown rice food. You know what the brand is? Um, what color is the bag? Uh, I'm going to go look in the closet right now. Oh, um, she's going to the closet. <laughs> in the closet where all the food is. There you go. That's where it my poor life food is, too. Um, it says chicken soup for the soul. Chicken soup for um, the soul. Classic okay. USA. Okay, yeah. Chicken, just turkey chicken. and brown rice. Yep. Okay. Um, I've got some stuff to add, and then I know Dr. Jess has got stuff to add to this, too. Uh, the main thing is is that, um, yeah, they're, just like in human world, there are some gluttons, but a lot of times if they're lacking something, you know, uh, that where you, with puppies especially, that you need to add like probiotic, digestive enzymes, uh, fish oil is huge. And then I would really change the food again. I would go to the Nutrisource line. Um, is what I would do. Yep. That's the one that's made up in Perm, Minnesota. 
Minnesota. They got a puppy for large okay. breed. I think you should try. And then when the dog okay. gets to be six months or better, you want to start doing a rotation diet where you feed, okay. you know, like beef and rice, you know, and then when that bag's done. And buy small bags. Don't buy the 33-pounders, all right? The dog, you want to buy enough food that it's for sure gone and fed out within a week and a half to two weeks, and then you're into the next bag, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm buying it small because I don't yes. know if she'll like it. Good, good. Smart woman, smart woman. But anyway, because okay. a lot of times when their tummy is the stress of leaving their mom, leaving their litter mates, you know, that all plays havoc on their gut system. And so then, and then okay. all the over vaccinations, you know, there's just so much that goes into a poor pup that things can go sideways. And so that's why I'll turn it over to Dr. Jess and, and she can give you, you know, some, you know, some pointers too. But the main thing is, is like I say, the, the probiotic, the digestive enzyme, changing the food, maybe adding a little bit of raw in, in there to, so that it they feel fuller. Also, canned pumpkin or sweet potatoes, you know, because oh, yeah. that has high fiber, so that makes them feel fuller. Also, but um, you mix that in with the food. Pardon? Yes. Yep. You mix. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay, so Katie, why why would you wait until she's six months to introduce other foods? Uh, well, what I have been told by on a couple of occasions now is that the the gut system too many changes in the early years isn't as good for the pups, and so I just you know people you know if I say okay four months five most people everybody remembers six months, so I just say six months. I wonder what the rationale is because if if you're if you're nursing a baby, you don't have to limit your diet to one thing, and your baby is going to be exposed to everything that you eat. Okay, so, but they, they're eating this. They're not getting it through mom's milk. Oh, yeah, but I mean, but to me, it, it that, that rationale does not necessarily make sense because okay. you don't see two wolves running through the woods <laughs> and two mother wolves, and one says, hey, this place is full of rabbits, and the other one says, sorry, I'm feeding my puppies mice right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't switch, <laughs> right? Dogs are opportunistic. You're going to eat yep. whatever's out there. So okay. I would say in order to avoid problems and in order to avoid allergies in the future, start changing the food now and get something different every time you buy a bag. Okay. But the other mm, thing to think okay. of is... But it should be puppy and, and pound-wise? Well, no, see, well, that's a, a big discussion is if you stay on the high end, truth be told, you don't need the puppy food. Right. You could just it do the matter. good adult food. You really yeah. can. So. Um, okay. But then, you know, things to think about. A lot of times people will start, you know, giving their dogs you know, broccoli and cauliflower and green beans and stuff like that to try to kind of fill them up. So veggies, like humans, veggies do not make dogs feel full. Oh, yeah. Right. Dogs are made to eat protein yeah. and fat. So it's it's not wrong to give your puppy table scraps, and I would encourage you to do it, but it's not going to make her feel full. So what I would think hmm. about is, okay. especially in the afternoon when puppies get bitey, and they turn into little piranhas, and you're thinking, <laughs> I'm going to put you in your crate because you need a timeout. Um, That's that, what they do. That that is actually hangry. That is a oh. a need for fat. So go buy yourself some cheap fatty hamburger at the grocery store. And what I want you to do is every afternoon you give your puppy a nice big meatball, like even a half a pound of. But she should start associating and get the runs. He's never had that before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> give him a half okay, of one deal. and build. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, really, but yeah. that means that you need to get some fat in your puppy's diet. Okay. That's the bottom line. Does that okay. make sense? But how many times do I feed a puppy like that? Um, so feeding puppies is a little bit of an art. Basically, you need to let the puppy eat kind of as much as they want at each meal. But what it sounds like to me and Katie is that the food that you're feeding is not satisfying your puppy. Right. It's a.k.a. Oh. too much carbs, too much filler. 
Why don't you hold that okay. thought and let's talk about it when we come back, okay? Because a lot of people are in your boat. So if you want to hold okay. on, we'll talk more about it when we get back, okay? Okay, sure. here we go. What is it? What has two tails, two heads, and walks around on four legs? Two tails, two heads, and walks around on four legs. We'll be back.